0: Hello and welcome back to West Bank Bible Church Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm here today and we'll be looking at Daniel, lesson number 36. But before we begin, give you an update on Pastor Merritt. We brought him back home from the rehab center last week and he is resting. He hasn't really got up too much to move around. Uh, So we have physical therapy and a nurse coming to see him every week and hopefully get him back on his feet soon. Physically, he's fine uh, as as far as the uh, injury. And we just got to get him moving. And we ask for your prayers in that regard. And I ask for prayers for myself uh, as I present the word until such time as he can get back in here and I can become the color commentator, and the man with the plan can be presented again. Before we begin, let's remember our custom of First John 1, 9, as may or may not be necessary. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you bless the word I'll be presenting today. Please give me divine inspiration so that I can do a acceptable job in presenting this lesson. We pray for all those out there. We pray for our president. And we pray for our Congress and Senate, uh, that they can make wise decisions. Uh, We thank you for all your many blessings. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, Daniel Lesson 36. Last week, I finished teaching the doctrine of wealth and then begun the doctrine of the poor. When the lesson ran out, I was about to cover a problem passage, Acts 4.32. As I noted earlier, the the events of chapter 3 take place sometime after the events described in chapter 2. We will resume some of that learned and then pick up with new material at point 15.1. But next on the lesson outline, talks about, uh, we'll read through Daniel chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. We will skip back that past that and go to uh, point three the study of the poor scripture provides insight into what causes poverty In the verses to follow you will find numerous uses of the English word sluggard or slothful these are translations of the Hebrew noun adjective atzel the word means idle habitually lazy lethargic lean or indolent last week i gave you several reasons with scripture for poverty and they were a failure to work and save for the future wickedness or evil reversionism as a general rule god makes it tough on people who are negative toward him being a drunkard or glutton pursuing impractical fantasies laziness The indolent, in fact, in the Old Testament economy, often ended up as slaves. The habitual lazy are very often wasteful. There is great difference between the life of the habitually lazy man and the life of the energetic man. A slothful person will suffer hunger. The person who seeks a fast profit will often find poverty. The same is true for the miser. No matter how hard we try to eliminate poverty, these efforts will prove futile. The good, or the poor, I should say, will always be with us. This does not mean that we should refuse to perform what God commands with reference to assisting those less fortunate. God does, we noted, provide certain mandates with reference to assistance. It is the Lord who makes the poor and the rich. Therefore, it is he who can eradicate poverty as well as bestow affluence. Charity for the truly destitute is a bona fide function for establishment. The tithe paid to the National Treasury every third year went to fund designated for the Levite priest and the truly poor of the land. There is a special blessing for those who help the poor. There is special discipline for those who ignore the needs of the poor. The poor are fortunate, in one sense, for what they avoid superficial pseudo-relationships which come from having wealth. The poor should, in the local church, have the same Spiritual privileges as the wealthy. All the things that I just listed are backed up with Scripture, and if you're following along in the outline, you can see at the end of every one is a reference to Scripture. As the church age evolved, we find the epistles instructing believers with reference to the poor. We are to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. We are to never think about revolution or disobeying authority. When government exceeds its authority and eschews establishment principles, we are to heed their mandates. The epistles seem to demand that each local church address poverty. It is, however, a matter uniquely the province of individuals within a local church. For example, benevolent funds, were to be established within each local assembly to care for the indigent. It should be noted all assistance was based on a free will offering without pressure. Never do we find instruction to help those who can and will not work. In fact, quite the contrary. We hear that some among you are idle. In this 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 11-15, through We hear that some among you are idle. They are not busy. They are busybodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the bread they eat. And as for you, brothers, never tire of doing what is right. If anyone does not obey our instruction in this letter, Take special note of him. Do not associate with him in order that he may feel ashamed. Yet do not regard him as the enemy, but warm him as a brother. All right, now let's get to new material. Let's look at a problem passage, a passage what we have learned and apply what we have learned. Acts chapter 4 verse 32. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. There are those who teach this passage authorizes socialism, communism, liberalism as a Christian's economic-slash-political system. Nothing could be further from the truth in the light of a categorical study. The ultimate welfare state cannot tolerate private property. The Bible very clearly establishes these rights. Exodus 20, verse 15, You shall not steal. The problem passage is a clear display of Christian charity and did not in any way abolish the capitalistic right of private property or the first divine institution volition. Again, recall Exodus 20 verse 17. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. The welfare state is based on class hatred and a desire for equity of all peoples. Even to the transfer of wealth, from the rich to the poor by means of government force. God is not an egalitarian. Heaven will not be a place of equality. Such community of goods as set forth in our problem passage was not compulsorily, but voluntary as a way of eliminating special needs. Keep in mind, that Jerusalem was overflowing with many Jewish people and Gentiles coming from all over the world to worship during the Passover and those feasts immediately following the Passover. In Jerusalem, there were many converts from monotheistic Judaism who had converted and were now remaining in Jerusalem to await the Lord's return and the establishment of his kingdom. The disciples, recall, had not a clue about the rapture. They believed in an imminent Messiah's return to set up the Jewish kingdom. They were misguided in their assumption that the Lord would immediately return for Israel. After reviewing Peter's first and second sermons, it is clear that these early church disciples had not learned of the church age and its insertion between the first and second advents of Jesus. The church age intercalation was not anticipated. Acts chapter 2, verse 12. We're going to go through verse 21. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others, mocking, said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day but this is that which hath spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will shew wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Many of these people had extended their stay beyond original plans and were in special financial need. The manifest needs of many precipitated a voluntary sharing in a time of great financial disparity. This occasion is recorded for us in Scripture as a beautiful display of oneness and caring among believers. It must be observed this sharing was voluntary on the part of each believer. Compare Acts 4.32 with Acts 5.4. 4.32 again, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. And then Acts 5.4, didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. Ananias was in trouble because he lied to the Holy Spirit, not because he did not give. Although those sharing were anticipating the kingdom was when, as our Lord said repeatedly, there will be no need for material things. This was a time of great persecution and great need. The act of sharing was restricted to the Jerusalem church. We find no amplification in the epistles. Now let's return to our verse and see if we can better identify those who were ordered to come to the praise service. Princes here refers to the political rulers and is both a Persian and Akkadian word. The translation comes from Shashed Arpe Naja. More familiar to us is the equivalent Greek word satrap. This was an executive officer. These men were the governors of the various provinces in the empire. Governors were the core area commanders. The Chaldean word signae naja" simply means military commanders. Nebuchadnezzar was smart. The power in every province was divided between the political and the military. If necessary the king could play one against the other to maintain a balance of power and ensure his control. Each province had its own governmental organization. The captains, Pasha Watha in Chaldean, means a division commander. The judges were not judges at all. The word Adar-Gazay-Rajah refers to a chief justice and thus the chief justice of a province. Geda Ve Raja, translated treasurers, is a Persian in origin, best perhaps translated the secretary of the treasury of each Babylonian p- province. Counselors, an old Persian word Death Abe Raja. In the text means a guardian of the law. Hence, they would be the prosecuting or district attorneys. Tip-tage, translated sheriff's, means to give a sentence. This office was equivalent to that of a district court judge. Finally, we have all the rulers. shiel toné which should be translated all other subordinate rulers or officers. Were gathered together refers to the convocation of the VIPs from each province who had assembled for the dedication ceremony. Had set up is literary. He caused it to be set up. The afel, perfect of the Chal- Chaldean, verb kum, Q-U-M, is the same as the Hophal passive-causative stem of the Hebrew word kum, Q-U-M. It is interesting to note that although representatives of every category of leadership have been brought to the festivities, Daniel was not present. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were alone to face a crisis. Then a herald cried out, To you it is commanded, O people, nations and languages. Picture thousands of people assembled on a great plain. Every one was turned toward the brilliant golden image gleaming in the sun. Remember, this extravagant display of precious metal was 90 feet tall, so it was possible for everyone to see it. No doubt a great babel of voices arose as the throng of observers exclaimed in wonder at the dazzling sight. To attract their attention, and herald cried aloud. It's interesting to note that the Chaldean Empire was composed of people, racial divisions, nations, geographical entities, and languages. And that concludes... Lesson number 36 in the book of Daniel. As always, thank you for being with us. Look forward to having Pastor Merritt back. We've got to get him up and moving. If there's anyone out there within the sound of my voice that without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, remember, all you got to do, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And then get back here and get in the word or move on ahead of me. Get behind me. Check out westbankbiblechurch.com. Hundreds and hundreds of lessons on there. Take a look at Pastor marriage categorical studies. That'll do it. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for giving us this word. and Give me the honor try to present it in the absence of pastor Merritt we pray for his recovery we thank you for each and every believer and we and we pray for the non believers that they'll accept you into their life and guarantee an eternity in heaven in Jesus name i pray amen All right, until next time, so long.